raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world on this up. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Seal said it, y'all. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals. Happy Friday. It is a Black Joy Friday. Today is January 19th and it is National Popcorn Day. I'm also in Chicago today uh, performing tonight. So get your tickets at AmandaSeals.com. It's also cold. It's really cold, which is Chicago in January. So it's supposed to be. But I've also been hearing that it's not that cold in places like Philly and New York, which is very scary because it's January and it's supposed to be. So just saying climate change, very real thing, very real thing. But you know what? We're not going to talk about that because it's Black Joy Day. <laughs> it's a good day today. We're also going to get into my public seals announcement and some things I learned this week. All right here. It's time to listen, laugh and learn at the Amanda Seals show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals here on a Black Joy Friday. And it's time to hit you with another one of these. A story of Black Joy. All right. The United Negro College Fund, a.k.a. UNC-F, announced that all of their 37 HBCUs will be receiving a $100 million gift from the Lilly Endowment Incorporated. In its 80 years of existence, the gift is the largest donation to the 37 HBCUs affiliated with Unc F, the United Negro College Fund is. Why called- are you calling this thing Unc? <laughs> you got to make it cool. It's the United Negro College Fund. Come on, <laughs> my fault, my fault. Go ahead, go ahead, player. Go ahead. The United Negro College Fund, aka Unc F, is currently raising funds for a one billion capital campaign that will enhance student scholarships, HBCU endowments, technology, and research for HBCUs, cash reserves, and endowed funds for Unc F and to support its annual campaign. Mark Barnes, the senior vice president of capital of the capital campaign at Unc F says this grant from Lily Endowment is far reaching and long lasting, and it will change the financial trajectory of many HBCUs for years to come. So shout out to them. We love this because when I see people donate like $20,000 to a, to a college, I'd be like, what they do, what they doing with that? Listen, 100 million is real. And the reality is that as we're looking at these institutions, take down their presidents uh, for literally saying what they what they wanted them to say. And they still mm-hmm. was like, that's not enough. We got to continue to pour into spaces that pour into us. And that doesn't always have to be an HBCU, by the way, because that white man running that HBCU in uh, St. Louis is Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, the one that got the the, the teacher the, where um, sister, yeah. yeah, where the sister uh, took her life because of being bullied there, and he was the president, and the board just didn't care. Like if if you are not protecting black bodies, black minds, black educations at an HBCU, you mm. should not be at an HBCU. And I remember. I remember coming to speak at Xavier and there was all of these white professors, which whatever. But then the students were telling me that they literally have been having interactions with white professors saying things like, I feel uncomfortable when you say you don't like your grade. It makes me scared. What? Wow. Cut it out. 
cut it out, cut it out. And then we saw that one story where sis was called, where the, the professor called the cops on her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At yeah. That HBCU. was in um, North Carolina, yep. So... Our HBCUs, I hope you're listening. Like, we need to be safe spaces because as you're seeing, there has been far too many stories that are replicating what these uh, PWIs are doing and we need to be the safe space for what we are doing. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Yes, yes, y'all. Welcome back. It is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and we are here to listen, laugh, and learn. So it is time for us to get into the word game. Every day, I give y'all a nugget to add to your vocabulary, a word of the day. But it don't mean nothing if you don't retain the actual definitions of the words that you can use them in your actual vernacular. And thus, we have our word game of the week. Now, we will be putting our fellow The Amanda Seals Show squad folks to the test. We've got DJ Supreme here. We've got TJ here. And we've got me here to run the test. First off, we always have to ask what's your buzzer going to be? DJ Supreme, what is your buzzer for when you know the answer? We're going to go with classic B.I.G. We're going to go with baby, baby. Baby, baby. All right. Shout out to the whole Brooklyn. All right, TJ. I'm going to go old school R&B and say rock, rock with you. Okay. <laughs> rock with you. Okay, okay. All right. So the way we're going to do this, these words were so weird then I'm just going to give you the word and you give me the definition. You know, sometimes I like to flip it up and switch it up and throw y'all off a bit. We just going to go straight directly with this one. All right. Let's begin. Mm. The first word is bunk him. Oh, baby, 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 baby. Yes. Professor Supreme. Um, That meant. Um, you don't know. Foolish. Foolish. It meant foolish because I thought it was close to country bumpkin and it's spelled different way. Yeah. Foolish. Okay. That's in the ballpark, but Steve, TJ might be able to steal it with more accuracy. So, okay. So it's like a, it's like a foolish idea. Okay. Yeah. Smart bunny that, that is correct. That is correct. That is correct. It is a, it is hogwash gibberish nonsense. Uh, for a bonus vote, for a bonus point, how do you spell bunk him? I got that. That's uh, B U. Wait, 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 you can't. No, 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 no. She gets first dibs. Oh, okay. All right. All right. <laughs> Offended. They're cheating anyway. So let's see. Um, B U N K I M. That is correct. That mm. is correct. All right. Let's get into the next word. Oniric. Um, baby, baby, baby. All right, Supreme. <sighs> This one. Is, Why you just buzzing in? You this one. No, I, I know this one. I know this one. This is um dreamish and it's like dreamlike. You um I remember you used a sentence or something that had something to do with Dr. King being honoric. Yeah. All right, that is true. The word is Oniric, and it deals with uh, dreamish, dreamy, dreamlike in a sentence. Needless to say, Dr. King was an Oniric fella. Yes. All right. How do you spell Oniric? It is spelled just like one. So it's O N E I. Nope. R. Go ahead. I. Is it C or K? I'm going to go with C. C. That is correct. That is correct. O N E I R I C. The game is tied. The game is tied. Next word. Tenet. 
Oh, Tenet. Uh, Rockwood. Rock. Mm, I got in, but now I got to have something to say. Uh, is it like a, like a principle, um, a cause, um, something like that? Come on, Divine Nine. <laughs> like the Tenets. All right. Yes, I'm going to give it to you. It is a principle, belief, or doctrine Yo. that is held to be true Actually, you know what I feel like we've under we we actually short-sighted ourselves in the full definition of this because it's not just that it's a principle, belief or doctrine, it's that it's also held to be true by members of an organization, movement or profession. So there's yeah. two parts to the definition, not just like an individual person. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I guess yeah. you can, but it seems like it's more about the way that it is carried out by an actual group. Yeah. Uh, so neither of you get the point. Uh, oh, no. I think my I think my answer is is good. your answer was incomplete and you were struggling and I gave you. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you do think that. <laughs> well, here's your chance to get an extra point. Uh, can you spell it? Oh yeah, that's easy. T e n e t. There we go. All right, last word. The word is. Nobby. Baby, baby. baby. That's Supreme. Uh, people that are stylish, um, fashionable. Yeah. Spot funny. Yeah. And it, That's it, correct. It sounds like Nobby. How you spell it? It's, it's uh it's spelled like hobby. So this is N-O-B-B-Y. So are these Spot funny? Mnemonic devices that you are using Is this like a normal thing for you These mnemonic devices like you were saying Like it's one and then you this time You were like it's like hobby but nobby I gotta remember that's how I remember these things Yeah that's, those are mnemonic That's what a yes, mnemonic device yeah, is yeah, Like a, yeah. a way that you remember things Well our winner of the word game is Supreme Hey, hey, baby, TJ looks a little miffed and bothered But remember we always have next week We'll be right back Try to use these words sometime In some way shape or form in your language this weekend It's the Amanda Seals Show The Amanda Seals Show We up, we up, we up Okay, now, since that's something important to say. Allow me to reintroduce myself. It's a public seals announcement on the Amanda Seal Show. I was watching Peaky Blinders, and there's a character who was going through a really difficult time, and she was doing seances and really, like, being in touch with her spiritual side that was making her son uncomfortable. And he couldn't get to her to help her deal with the dark things that she was actually dealing with. And Tommy Shelby told him, Michael, the spirits your mother sees are real. The ghosts that she sees are real. And until you believe that they are real too, you won't be able to help her. This is what it is for the people in this country who are disenchanted and apathetic about voting. So many of you are out here just telling them how dumb they are. Until you see the reality of why they feel this way, you will not be able to help them or us. And trust me, I understand your frustration. I was you. But you have to get over yourself in order to see what is true and what is not. You have to get out of your own way. And sometimes you get out of your own way and you're like, no, 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 this is some bull****. But sometimes... You get out of your own way and other people's perspectives are revealed to you. And when you see their perspectives, you understand because of your humanity that it's not about proving that you're right. You have now transcended into a process of how do we work together 
to get all of us right. Now, before I finish, let me just say, I did not come here to show out. did not come here to impress you. Because to tell you the truth, when I leave here, I'm gone. And I don't care what you think about me. But just remember, when it hits the fan, brother, whether it's next year, 10 years, 20 years from now, you'll never be able to say that. The Amanda Seal Show. Lie to you, Jack. We ain't nobody We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten Today is January 19th, 2024, and it's a happy Friday. A lot of birthdays going down today. Dolly Parton, you know, we know we love Dolly Parton. She's a, a, a country singer, but she's also the writer of one of the greatest Whitney Houston songs of all time. And I will always love you. That was my country version, but we all know that the Whitney version is that one. It's also Sean Wayans' birthday and Little Scrappy's birthday. Little Scrappy's birthday. He's a hairbusser. Knock him heads out. He's a hairbusser. I'm a grady baby. That was an era, y'all. The crunk era was a time. Shout out to all of us who were there with our statement necklaces and giant belts in the club, dressed like we work at call centers, dancing to crunk music. It was a time. All right, well, we got stuff coming up this hour. We're going to spread some more black joy. Also, our resident movie critic, Desmond Thorne, is here with another Watch Don't Watch, giving you all the intel on what to not waste your time with and what to get into on these TVs. Plus, things I learned this week, and we're going to check the voicemail. Don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals. Happy Friday. Yay, yay, yay. It's time to get into a story of black joy. Here we go. D.A. Everett Construction Group, a Black-owned construction company, has been announced as the construction company that will lead a $215 million renovation for Charlotte Spectrum Center. This is where the Charlotte Hornets play, so people in Charlotte are very familiar with this venue. Donovan Everett, who is 42 years old and is the president and owner of D.A. Everett Construction Company, he and the executive team behind the Charlotte Hornets made the announcement to residents of the Queen City just last week. The renovation project has been coined as a reimagined Spectrum Center and will include several upgrades to seats, improvements to concourses and breezeways and club and food beverage areas. Everett says he is looking to make an impact on the city's construction landscape and he's also looking forward to getting into the community to make an impact and to help people, especially those people that look like him. That is definitely a story of black joy. <laughs> I hope, I hope, I hope he's about that life. I hope he's about that life. Cause I feel like there's a lot of stories where like they come in to like put all this money into stadium stuff, but then they don't like put it into like the actual community. Um, so I'm not sure how Charlotte like actually feels about this, but I hope that, you know, Everett is going to expand beyond just, you know, leveling up the 
well, leveling up the 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 center, the the spectrum yeah. center, but also expand to leveling up the surrounding uh, communities as well. All right, we'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. Don't go nowhere. It's a fun day Friday. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. All right, let's go. Come on now, stop playing. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals here for another edition of Watch Don't Watch with our boy Desmond Thorne, film and TV connoisseur. Desmond. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? How you doing? All right, so get us together. What is our watch for this week? Okay, so we're going to talk about two award season sports biopics. Our watch is The Iron Claw. Our don't watch is Ferrari. Like, please don't watch okay. this movie. Okay. <laughs> don't do it. Okay, so don't let's start with it. our watch. Our watch is okay. Iron Claw? Yeah, The Iron Claw. So this is obviously true story. Takes place in the 80s. It's about the Von Erich wrestling family. Very big in like starting the wrestling entertainment game. It's very sad. <laughs> it's very, very sad. Like, if you don't know about them, don't Wikipedia, just go and experience it. Um, really good cast. We got Zach Efron acting down. He's so, yes, literally. That was really? my reaction. There were moments where I forgot it was him, except <gasps> there's this part That's a where they're dancing. That it really is. There's a part where they're dancing at his wedding, and he's like getting down. He's all smooth with it. He's like, oh, y'all forgot where I came from. <laughs> High school I feel musical. <laughs> exactly. And maybe exactly. built like a wrestler, but I can move. I know we talked about Rustin recently and we weren't into it as a biopic. So what do you feel like made this one actually a well done biopic? I think there's something that's being said underneath rather than just telling like a paint by numbers story of what happened. I feel like there's a lot going on messages about like masculinity, family dreams, and like the pressure that parents put on kids because of the dreams that they had. And that to me feels very universal, you know, even though it's just my family in Texas, I'm just like, I understand. I'm always shocked when a film of like white whitery makes me really like lock in. The last white whitery movie that made me really feel something was Women Talking. And then Acting down. No! Every single Acting, one of them. Every single one of them. Like, ma'ams. Just in a room. Sirs, uh, lots of actory. All right, so tell actory. me, what is our uh, what is our don't watch? 
What do we not want to waste our time watching? Ferrari is a movie about Enzo Ferrari, who obviously like started the whole Ferrari, you know, racing the cores. Adam Driver is playing another Italian. Why? I don't know. (laughs) Really bad Italian accents. I can't even really tell you what the story was about because I'm like, I didn't learn anything other than like a big moment that happens later. It's kind of about him and his wife, wife played by Penelope Cruz. Again, were no Italian actors available or like interested. <laughs> They're just like, but, who's brunette? Who's brunette? Yeah. <laughs> Who got brown hair? <laughs> who, who has an accent? <laughs> <laughs> right. We just need an accent of any kind. Um, That's it. That's it. Like it's if Lapita just... was available, she would have been up for it <laughs> and she could have done a Kenyan accent. Hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah, it was just like, seemed very unfocused to me. And, you know, at least if a biopic is okay, I feel like I really want to learn something or learn about the impact that a person had on overall culture, overall life. I just really didn't get much from this movie. It was just very disappointing, very dry. Like, if I'm in a movie theater and I want to leave, not great. Oh, you didn't even see this at home. No, no. Oh, all right. We screened it. Yep. Well, there you go, guys. Save your money. Uh, Desmond save has it. said, save your money on Ferrari, but take in Iron Claw, even though it is very sad. I actually have an extra bonus watch. Uh, the Brothers Son, uh, which is a Ooh. series starring Michelle Yeoh on um, Netflix. I randomly watched it because it was just suggested to me. Um, But it was really, really good. And I feel like um, it's coming into this era of like, okay, this is what an all Asian show looks like. Uh, Because, you know, that's something that I feel like we haven't seen much of. My only gripe is that this is now the second all Asian show that I've seen that takes place in Los Angeles where there is not a black woman to be found. And I'm just like, we're everywhere all the time. How are y'all making stuff where we be at and we ain't there? So that's real. But still a great show (laughs) worth checking out. And always anytime you can learn more about a culture for a show where it's not like being like rammed down your throat, but they've done it like in a really creative, like um, flowy way. I feel like this was really dope too because it showed you like interactions between Koreans and Chinese people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just how that nuance which in the America of xenophobia gets overlooked. So there you go. 100%. You got two watches and a don't watch. Desmond, always a pleasure. Thank you for keeping us from wasting our time on these streamers that are oversaturated with a bunch of BS. (laughs) 100%. We'll see you next week. See ya. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Things I learned this week. Yeah. Shout out to you, Phil, for being a real one. We trying to learn. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's your girl, Amanda Seals, and it is time for another edition of Things I Learned This Week. Uh, This edition is about colonialism. You know, we are in a time of learning and it's always fascinating to just find out the true origins of things because you realize that the victor... To the victor goes the spoils. So like, for instance, like in Israel right now, like they're renaming traditional Palestinian dishes with Israeli names. And so that is a part of what is considered an ethnic cleansing. But this is not the first time this has happened. Did you know that the Swedish meatball 
is not Swedish. <laughs> it was never Swedish. They're actually Turkish. Yes. A king was exiled from Sweden. He went to Turkey. While he was there, he was like, oh, these are good. And he brought kofta back to Sweden. And so basically he took the Turkish, Swedish, the Turkish meatballs from the Muslim lands back to Sweden. And uh, now they named it Swedish meatballs. So the Swedish meatball, which has become like so connected to Sweden, it actually is a halal meatball. (laughs) So there's that. Uh, Also wanted to share with y'all that the word Canadians was originally derived from the Mohawk word Kene'ian, which translates to they sit in our village. And if it was translated to like a word in our current language, it would mean squatters. (laughs) Wow. I did not know that. (laughs) Squatters. Um, And the last thing I wanted to share with y'all is that did you know Okay, so you know how Oklahoma has like a long panhandle? And mm-hmm. it's like, why does it have this random shape? Well, nine times out of ten, when something is weird in America, what is it related to? Slavery! That's right. <laughs> uh, apparently, during the Missouri Compromise, basically, Missouri... Uh, and Texas and Oklahoma was all trying to figure out what was going to be the free states, etc. And Texas, in order to keep slavery, said, you know what? Y'all can have that land. Y'all can have that land. We, as long as we can have it down here. Mm. <laughs> as long as we can have it down here. And then we can't even get into how many tribes were in the mix of this from Native Americans, right? So when you look at the thing of Oklahoma and you're like, why is this so weird? Yeah. Because originally Texas stretched all the way up there and uh, once the Missouri Compromise happened, it meant that Texas had to give up some land in order to keep slavery. (laughs) Gotta love it. You actually don't have to love it at all, but you do need to know about it. And that is why that's a thing I learned this week. I love when you guys share with me the things that you learned this week. So make sure to give me a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. We up, we up, we up. And you have reached the Amanda Seals Show. I, Amanda Seals, I'm not available to pick up right now, but I've been thinking about you. So go ahead and let me know what's up. You can get in on any of our topics or let me know what you think about the show. After the beat, leave me a message. I'm calling from Texas, and I'm going to share what I want from our next presidential candidate. And I want to start off with addressing climate. I want electric government vehicles, all of them. I want the president to sign a law stating that you cannot use government funds to buy any more gas vehicles. We need electric vehicles and we need them bad. And if the White House isn't solar already, it needs to be running on solar power or some kind of clean energy. How are we as a nation supposed to be the leaders and we're just polluting the world that we live in? Also, I want Black people to have exclusive rights to marijuana companies. And if you're currently a marijuana company and you don't have a Black investor you must be at least 50 percent black 
you need to have that done before the presidency is over with. Like, I want deadlines with this stuff, too. It's not going to drag out for years and go back and forth through Congress. No, I want all of this stuff within that presidency done. I also want redlining addressed, but I don't know, have a solution to that yet. So I'll call back when I have a solution to redlining. <laughs> Once again, thank you for all that you do. I love you. Thank you. Have a good day. Appreciate you. Well, the solution to redlining is the same solution to uh, what your demands are for marijuana. And that is the end of racism. Mm. Um, ultimately, neither of those things are possible in the const- in the confines of a racist construct and a racist system. And that is where we are. Uh, that is this the, 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 the harsh reality. Um, the even harsher reality is, sis, I see where your heart is with the electric vehicles. But the reality around the electric vehicles is that they are run by a resource that is mined in a community in a in a country where they are being stolen graped literally and figuratively for that um actual mineral cobalt we're talking about the democratic republic of congo and right now what's happening in the democratic republic of congo is that you have factions that are there uh like militias that are being funded by other countries so you have a militia that's being funded by like America and Israel, then you have another militia that's being funded by like Russia and China. And they are there on behalf of these other countries taking the the actual cobalt from the land. And in the process, they are also displacing hundreds of thousands of people, killing hundreds of thousands of people. And they're also doing this under the blessing of the leaders of the Democratic Republic of Congo. Mm. So when you see something that complex, it's like, well, the only way to really undermine it is to make the thing that they have made the source of the conflict no longer valuable. Well, if we have entire governments that are run on electric cars and electric cars require Mm -hmm. the cobalt, then that makes us now uh, culpable. (laughs) <laughs> in yeah. the destruction of the Democratic Republic of Congo. So it's never as easy as we think. And that's mm. what I think the biggest thing most of us are finding out is that we need to expand our thinking beyond the confines of our block, our hood, our city, our state, and of course, of this country. Uh, and just say, let me just also add, there have been a number of other ways that people have devised to run cars. And it seems like we were talking about conspiracy theories yesterday. It seems like every time someone comes up with a way to run a car that is outside of needing this type of resource, they lose their life. They are unalived in like mysterious ways. And one of those people was in the Buffalo supermarket. Yeah, that was weird. That was really that, that, that raised my eyes. Like, wait a minute, wait a minute. And then there was another guy that found out a way to uh, like convert water to um, air Mm -hmm. water. And they destroyed his machine off the brink. Now someone else is trying to sell that exact same technology. So, yeah. We talked about the Illuminati yesterday. Now that to me is some Illuminati ishness. <laughs> we'll be right back to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, we speak the world on this We shine. Show. I am 
Amanda Seals. And boy, oh boy, we have a great show for you on this fun day Friday. We're going to be sharing more Black joy. We're going to get into the Black spin. We love talking about hip hop over here. So we're going to take time out to do that. And I'm going to hit you with the things I learned this week. Now, if you miss any of the show, you can listen to our daily podcast available everywhere you get your podcast. And also make sure to follow us on socials at Seals Said It. All right. We love hearing from you. So also give us a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn right here on the Amanda Seals Show. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's Amanda Seals, and this is your latest A Story of Black Joy. All right. Chris Battle, a former Knoxville pastor, has become a food activist, cultivating community gardens to fight local food apartheid. Chris Battle is 62 years old. He left his church, which was one of the largest churches in Knoxville, to grow and deliver fresh food in an effort to meet the needs of his local community. He says, I'm doing something that's meeting a significant need in our community, and I think it's literally saving people's lives. He planted a small garden on the land where his church was owned, and he gave away the produce. Eventually, community members, which included many who never came to his church, came to help him tend to his crop. I think this is great, and, you know, there's a lot of places that actually limit your ability to grow your own food. Like yeah. they say that it's like illegal to grow your own food and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, that's always keeping us under the thumb. But I love seeing somebody showing people how to just get to the earth. Just get back to the earth. Turn your black thumbs to green thumbs. OK, <laughs> All right. we'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Del- delving deep, deep into your favorite creators, right. musical insights. I know this is one of your favorite records, and it's one of mine, too. Talking about their favorite records. It's for the record. Yeah, everybody loves that song. Man, it was number one in the country. Yes, yes, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here, and it's time for us to go pick it, pick it for the record with comedian, actor, my friend, Leonard Robinson. You've seen him on Wildin' Out. You've seen him on Insecure. You're seeing him right here as our headliner of the week on the Amanda Seals Show. Y'all know the deal. I'm going to give them the scenario. They're going to give me the song. I love getting to know people through the music they love. So let's get it started. Okay. What is a song that describes your HBCU experience? I mean, there's so many. Um... Went to Howard. I mean, the ratio was like seven to one women and men. So I don't know. I could think of two songs. Uh, <laughs> right out the gate, probably like all I want to do is a zoom, 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 and a boom, boom. Just chase the world. <laughs> and the first song, and, and actually, really, the first song I ever heard stepping on Howard's campus uh, at a party freshman week was. Um, oh yeah, when I met you last night, baby. <laughs> Wait, boy, I opened up your gap. 
But now, but I'm now I take it, it all back. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> never, man. When never I heard the song playing <laughs> unedited, the the the, the, the non radio version, I was I was like, I gotta, I'm here for life. So uh, you crossed at Howard. What fraternity are you a member of, and what Omega you- Sci Fi Fraternity Incorporated? Well, Alpha chapter, the mother pearl. Uh, what maybe join? I don't know. Um, my uncle was a Q. He always had a brand. On, you know, he had a brand on his arm. I always thought that was really cool. But I think for me, what sealed the deal was my friend. Again, freshman week, I went to a Q party. It was just in the, in, a, in the frat house in the basement. It was like two in the morning. Everybody's grinding up against the walls, and uh, and I went upstairs to like get some air. And I'm sitting on the sofa cooling off, and I asked one of the guys. I said, "Hey, man, uh, what time's this party end?" And he just looked at me, and said, "When it ends." And I went, <laughs> "Okay, <laughs> this is where I'm at." I shut that party down. <laughs> as a, you got up and went. You left and went to Waffle House. Oh yeah, no waffle. I went back to the room. I went, you know, uh, we we shut that party down, and and I wasn't even technically a freshman yet. This was still freshman week welcoming. I haven't even registered for a class. The focus, the focus. See, college can be an awakening of experiences in many ways, not just intellectually. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Okay, next one. What is a song that uh, describes or reminds you of your time on Insecure? Ooh, probably Whitney Houston. What is it? Give me one (laughs) moment in time. (laughs) Why? When I'm more than I thought I could be. Man, that song, man, that song brings tears to my eyes. Why is that the song? That was her theme song for the 88 Olympics. You know why, why that song for Insecure for me, it was like, because I saw, the, uh, you know, I watched the web series and then and then when I read it, it was going to be a pilot. I was like, ooh, I want to get in on that. I feel like this is going to be something. And then just knowing, just my journey, like from testing from the pilot, you know, um, to to not getting it to, you know, them calling me back and trying to find a role and then finally coming in on season three and then finishing up in five. I was, you know, I was like, thank you. It was like a one, one of the few times in my career thus far where I've kind of tried to manifest something and it actually turned around in a way a little bit better than I thought it would have been. I mean, I feel like a lot of people don't realize how it can happen in that way. Like you literally described going in from jump and that I think a lot of people feel like, okay, if I didn't get that role, then it's a wrap. It's over. But that mm-hmm. there was still the possibility of going forward. But yeah, from testing from Lawrence to not getting it, to coming in and testing for another role, to testing, you know, and I was just like, man, I really started to feel like insecure about just auditioning for Insecure. <laughs> and, but they were like, yeah, let's just keep, let's just keep figuring it out. And we're going to continue to make this work because we're going to be right back. With more for the record with Leonard Robinson. Keep it right here to the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here, and we are picky picky for the record with comedian, actor, writer, uh, Leonard Robinson. 
And you know how it goes. I'm going to give him the scenario. Then you're going to give me the song. When you're writing, is there any music that gets you in the mind space to write? Oh, that's a great question. Um, you know, a lot of times I do like movie soundtracks or like things that are kind of like soundtracks. Like, do you know Salt? S-A-U-L-T? Yeah. Yes, I do. I never met anybody else who knows about Salt. Love Salt. Cleo So. I'll go through all their albums, um, just like just one through the next. I mean, the, the... not the last. So, like one, scores. Scores. When you write, what do you like writing? Is it scripts? Do you like writing just jokes? Like, is it? Does it matter? Uh, well, I do all that. I mean, yeah. When you, when I'm in stand up mode, yeah, I'm you know obviously writing jokes. When I'm doing shows at the Groundlings, I'm in sketch mode. So, um, so I need some inspiration for that. And then you know, writing spec pilots on, on my own. Um, been working on a on a movie for a while um and you like all yeah, of it because i hate writing sketches and i don't write my stand-up i come up with it on stage you never write you like uh sinbad <laughs> yes i never write because whenever i write the joke and then go on stage and perform it it never works yeah now if i start if i start with something that i've already come up with on stage and then i expound upon it later with writing then that is different but if i come up with a premise right now and i write it out i'm like oh this is gonna kill this is gonna kill and then mm-hmm. i get on stage and perform it the audience is like you wrote that yeah Stop. yeah you gotta feel it out everybody's a little different i mean I, I i was never really great at math in school but i i do feel like i have good like script and joke math in my head mm. or I can I'm like, okay, this, 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 and you got that thing, you know? Um, so for me, I don't really write, write as much as in when I'm doing jokes, I don't really like, I have to say these words like in this way, got but it. I, I will bullet point in, in, in try and tag it up with, you know, some other punches. And then I, I get on stage and try and say it as naturally as I can, but then I'll go back, you know, and listen to it and be like, okay, this, this joke, I don't know, maybe it took three minutes to get out and it's probably a, a you know, a, a, a 60 second joke. Like then I got to <laughs> trim it down. You know what I mean? Ah, uh, yes. I know what you mean because I'm back on the road, back on the road, telling these jokes. Shout out to Chicago. Yeah. Shout out to Chicago. You know, we going to be on stage tonight. <laughs> My last question on For the Record is, what's a song that makes you think of your marriage? Ooh, uh, hmm. All I want to do is zoom, zoom, zoom. No, no, that, that can't be right. Um, oh, it's Donnie Hathaway's. Uh, I've spent so many nights. Uh, no, what is it? No. So, it's Song, song for, for You. you? How does it go again? It's Song For You. Uh, I've been yeah. so many places in my yeah. life and time. Life and time. Yeah. Wow. Mm. Well, why is that the song? How long have you been married? Um, we uh we married seven years, but I, I just think like you know we we kind of found each other at a time where it all made sense, and just thinking about again you know the uh, the dude who was getting drunk smashing his car into the into the garage door from when right. I got there. Well, that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. Shout out to rocks. Shout out. Um, well, thank you for joining us on For the Record. I actually feel like I know you better, even though I already know you. And that's the point of this segment. All right. Using the music to hey, get many, many layers to this onion. 
Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Y'all, where can they check out more Leonard Robinson? Well, right now, check me out on Instagram. I am Leonard Robinson. And everything else coming is pending in 2024. I can't tell you when or where. Sounds great. <laughs> well, we are going to be on Dating Breath. And when it comes out, you'll come back and promote it. I'll come back. All right. There you have it. Okay. If you're in LA, you can go check out Leonard Robinson and get you some jokes. And maybe, just maybe, he'll send you a tune. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the system. Rewrite unwritten rules. Oh, come on. We speak the world all this time. We shine and rise. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seal Show. Seal said it, y'all. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I am Amanda Seals. And boy, oh boy, we have a great show for you on this fun day Friday. We're going to be sharing more black joy. We're going to get into the black spin. We love talking about hip hop over here. So we're going to take time out to do that. And I'm going to hit you with the things I learned this week. Now, if you miss any of the show, you can listen to our daily podcast available everywhere you get your podcast. And also make sure to follow us on socials at Seals Said It. All right. We love hearing from you. So also give us a call. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. It's time to listen, laugh, and learn right here on the Amanda Seal Show. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Welcome back, y'all. This is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm your girl, Amanda Seals. And when you're looking for joy on a Friday, baby, look no further. A story of black joy. All right. To remain at the top of his game, health and wellness is a priority for Michael B. Jordan. He's also a businessman, and his most recent business venture is co-founding Moss, a first-of-its-kind CMOS beverage created in partnership with an organic food company, Dr. Smooth. Now, Michael B. Jordan's company, Moss, is also emphasizing on a commitment to safeguarding the ocean. This can be displayed through its plastic-free packaging. Additionally, Moss has donated $25,000 to organizations actively working to protect the ocean and communities that rely on it. All right. Shout out to all my Grenadian people. We have a big CMOS situation going down in Grenada. Mm. Yeah, CMOS. And then, you know, all the healthies love a CMOS, okay? All the healthies love a CMOS. <laughs> I was on a little CMOS kick myself for a little bit during that pandemic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we all dibble and dabble. Like, yeah, I'm drinking CMOS. You know what I'm saying? I feel a lot better. I feel a lot clearer. Do you? I don't know. But apparently it's very good for your body. And the fact that this is also simultaneously helping to clean our oceans, um, and protect the ocean is 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 definitely necessary. I don't I don't know why people don't protect the oceans because they're so necessary and they're so beautiful. And you know I love my oceans. Anyone who follows me on Instagram knows I might rant and holler about something, and that next slide might just be some whales. 
at the ocean. <laughs> yeah. You might get some dolphins. You know, you might get a jellyfish. Yeah, yeah, sky's the limit. Well, water's the limit. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. We'll be right back, y'all, to the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, and we up, we up, we up. Yes. And it's time to talk about some hip hop. Hip hop, hip hop, hip hop. You know what it is. <laughs> the Black Spin. All right, DJ Supreme, what are we talking about today? I'm really interested to get your take on this. What makes an artist a hip-hop artist? Official hip-hop, not pop, not commercial rap. What makes somebody a hip-hop artist? Official hip-hop, an MC, if you must To me, an MC is somebody who, in their music, um, the lyricism in their verse is what drives the record, not just the hook. Mm, that's a good that's a nice synopsis so like you look at somebody like Hove right and a lot of people say that he's the greatest of all time and I think a lot of the reason is because he was simultaneously able to have like catchy hooks but then verses that made you be like oh you know that, that really involved like lyrical prowess whereas someone like Nelly like he had records and he was a black man and they were Neptune beats. So it was like, yeah, you're mm-hmm. you're you are rapping by nature of the way that you are delivering this. But like ain't nobody over here like, man, when Nelly has said that one line. <laughs> However, we are over here like, but unless you're going to do it, like it's getting yeah. hot in. <laughs> so take off all your clothes, you know. So I think honestly, Drake to me. It's not that Drake is pop. I think that to me, Drake is kind of versatile, right? Like Drake is like full on singing and also doing like rap records. And I think that that's different. That to me is more so what makes him pop, him straddling the line of genre in that way versus like his actual raps. I know Drake versus like I've actually like been impressed by his lyricism on more than one occasion. I agree with you on all of that and I never thought of it in a way like that. I think it also has to do with authenticity to the lyrical skill of making people think or develop a theory or something like that that makes people expand your mind. I like to hear a verse that's like, whoa, okay. Well, he's, he's mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. if it's something where it's a, um, a metaphor or a comparison to something, just something that kind of opens your mind up to, oh, he said that. Weak. Like yeah. clock radio speakers. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and then they, damn, clock radio speakers, speakers are we? Shout out to Jizza. So, you know what? I think the uh, I think to that point too. Like whenever I can, if you're a storyteller and you can really pull me into the story, mm. right? Like it doesn't even have to be that you can't use crazy metaphors in the telling of the story. But the way that you told it over the beat, like I flowed with it. Like I was listening to KRS-One, Love's Gonna Get You the other day. And like, it's amazing, right? Like he's not necessarily like saying anything super duper clever, but just the way that he's delivering it, the things that he chooses to share to get the story across 
really keep you riveted. Like I was listening to the song. Yes. I haven't heard Love's Gonna Get You in forever, but I was yeah. listening to it like it was the first time. Like, where's this story gonna go? Yes, yes. Don't tell me what the, am I supposed to do? You know? He gives all perspectives on that. And it's like, you learn the story of some good kids that end up being drug dealers, getting shot at. Yeah. It all, kind yeah. Of, it tells the whole story and it really Layers. makes a picture. Yes, yes. I think something that you said that really drives it home too is hip hop had the ability to like change the way people thought, not just the people who loved hip hop, but the people who had to deal with hip hop because it was it existed in the world, right? Like hip hop brought a whole new different kind of black folks into the music industry, a whole new different kind of black folks into wealth. It brought a whole new different sound into the world. And so it kind of it exposed the world to a whole different point of view around black people. And I think that when it comes to hip hop and continuing that tradition, it's like if you are continuing to have that sensibility in your music, then you hip hop. If you just really trying to like make the crowd jump, you know, that's that's music. It's a good time. It's a good time. But I, I, I we are we're also both purists. So Absolutely, that. yeah. It's, it's a different standard when you when you're talking to Amanda Seals and Supreme. It's a different standard. We're just like, yeah, please get that out of here. Uh, cut it, cut it. Well, my thoughts on hip hop are that it has gone a different road, and I don't know that we will ever in a genre like genre wide if we'll ever get to the same flavor that we had in like the. 90s and uh, 2000s, but I'm glad to see there's still folks like Corday, like J. Cole, like uh, Joey Badass, like um, Kendrick Lamar that are still keeping it alive. Absolutely. So, yeah. There you go, y'all. That's the Black Spin right here at the Amanda Seals Show. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, y'all, we're out of here. That's another Friday day for you. Your girl Amanda Seals. Shout out to everybody who's coming out to see my shows in Chicago. Tonight I will be at the Den Theater. If you have not got your tickets, you still got time to walk up and buy them, boys. So hopefully I will see you there. Make sure you wear your scarf and your layers and all that because it's cold, all right? But I'm going to warm you up with these laughs. I hope everybody has a fantastic weekend. Remember, you can check us out on the weekend show in a number of markets, so check out and look out for that. Also, remember, you can check us out wherever you get your podcasts. If you missed the show this week or you want to catch up, you all you got to do is go to wherever you get your podcast, type in The Amanda Seals Show, and we're right there. Also want to give a big shout out to the homie Leonard Robinson, who stopped through as our headliner of the week. We had him on group chat Thursdays yesterdays, and today he hit us with For the Record. So make sure you check out those interviews, all right? We're going to be here tomorrow, Sunday in some places, and we'll be back on Monday because that's what we do here at The Amanda Seals Show. We are so dedicated to being a media source of truth and facts, and we are honored to be able to do that with you Remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Also, if you're on the internet, follow us at Seals Said It and stay tuned. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Raise a spoon to Grandma, who always took all the hungry cousins to McDonald's for McNuggets and the Play Play Slide. Have something sweet in her honor. Come to McDonald's and treat yourself to the Grandma McFlurry today. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And participate in McDonald's for a limited time.